doing today? Today, my special guest is someone that I'm truly excited about. Number one, she's an expert when it comes to traveling. She's an absolute expert when it comes to traveling. She's an award-winning concierge. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, you did. Concierge. Uh, she's been on many podcasts. She's been hosted on television. This woman is um, the epitome of what I, what's the word? What's the word? Badass. She's an absolute <laughs> badass. Please allow me to introduce you guys to Sarah. How are you, Sarah? Hi, how are you? Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Pleasure is mine. By the way, I didn't mention your last name because um, I'm too scared to pronounce it. I, you know, my last name, it's Dandishi. It's Dandishi. all right. It's Lebanese. I'm half Lebanese. Really? That's how we roll. I, I know. Don't let the blonde hair and blue eyes fool you. <laughs> I am I half Arab. Don't let the blonde hair and blue eyes fool you. Yeah, right? <laughs> Works a little different for you than me. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. And and that's really neat. I didn't know that. That's really neat. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot. Yeah. One of, I, had a, I had a friend of mine. She's a, Well, her family's from Beirut. It's a gorgeous city. Yeah. My dad's in Beirut right now. In fact, I was messaging with him this morning. And yeah, yeah I've got family. So he lives between New York and there. But but. Yeah, still have a good number of ants there and try to get back when I can. But it, right. I mean, you know, yeah. life. Yeah, life for sure. That's neat. Life. Maybe, maybe, maybe one of those travel spots I go to next is Beirut. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that would so, be cool. So, I mean, tell me about it. I'm, I'm, I'm really curious. I know you've been, you've been in the hospitality industry for a very long time. You've been with the travel mm -hmm. and you world renowned for everything that you do. How did that journey start? Yeah. Um, so well, to even just kind of go back just a little bit, since we happen to talk about my family, me yeah. being half Lebanese. So I am half Lebanese, half American. So I always grew up traveling, you know, because it's like all my family on my father's side yeah. was in the Middle East and in, and in Europe. So if you wanted to see family, yeah. that's just what we did. So travel was always like really kind of like part of my upbringing. Uh, it wasn't until I was going to school at Georgetown in Washington, D.C. that right. uh, one of my cousins happened to go to hotel school and he was working at the Four Seasons there. And he's like, oh, why work at the restaurant down the street when you can work at the Four Seasons? You can get benefits, all this. And I'm like, "Ooh, 19 years old. I'm balling. I'll have like <laughs> I'll have health insurance. Yeah. Whoa. Speaking That's of my the language. Flex there was, yeah. I know, right? So I ended up uh, working at the Four Seasons while I was going to school um, at Georgetown. And then, you know, didn't think too much of it, but I mean it just it was something that I, I was that came easily to me. Yeah. And then when I ended up moving out to Los Angeles, I was kind of thinking, you know, I actually moved out here for to explore more film and TV, go figure. But I was like, okay, well, what's the day job? And I'm like, I always liked hotels, so I guess I'll I'll try that. Yeah. I ended up applying for a job. The general manager was like, I think you'd make a great concierge. Hmm. And I had traveled enough that even though I was 23, yeah. I was like, I know what a concierge is, but I'm like, this is a five-star, five-diamond hotel in <laughs> Beverly Hills. Yeah. Uh, I have to now direct a lot of like pretty big, important people on like what to do. And he's like, Oh yeah, you'll be good. You'll get it. And he, he, I don't know what he saw, but he saw something. And then I ended up um, basically working as a, as a luxury hotel concierge. But I was at the Lermitage in Beverly Hills and the peninsula. And then uh, more recently I had been at the London hotel. So that's how I got into hotels. And then I've been doing it for, for quite some time. And I, I want to preframe everything that you just said, because it, it as amazing <laughs> as where, where you're headed with your story, I want to preframe that. 
DC, if people don't know out there, it's like the mecca of culinary. Yes. Like if you're anyone, if you're a chef, a chef's chef, right? Yeah. Like, you have like, like the, the, the culinary, the concierge, the, the, the type of customer service that exists in DC. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people look at DC and they just see, Oh yeah. You know, the, the political side of it, but no, when it comes to restaurants and, and that type of living, it's like the place to be the place to learn. Right. Definitely. Well, I mean, you think about it like Washington, DC, um, you know, it is this cultural hub and yeah. it's, it, you have so many different people from so many different walks of life, different nationalities, all of that. Uh, and so it's so cool to see it kind of come together and come alive in the city. And it definitely is a culinary destination for sure. They've, it's on point. <laughs> yeah. And I, I say that because I remember, I mean, I, I, we've mentioned this before when we, we, when did. we spoke. We talked. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I briefly, I, I lived in the DMV area. I lived in, you know, Crystal City and I worked in Crystal City and actually mm-hmm. worked for a well-known chef and like the mm-hmm. opportunities in that industry that presented to me was like oh my god i had zero idea kind of like when when you said when you moved to beverly hills and they're like putting you at the head of it and you're like but i don't know it's like ah oh, yeah you'll figure it out yeah so, yeah so, so so that our audience has perspective how long have you been in the industry for so yeah yeah so kind of give you an idea it's been wow uh, probably like a, about 18 years or so so i started because i started young i started when i was like 19 yeah. so um, so yeah, so that's kind of like how, how that side grew and then how it's evolved and what set us up to and set me up to where I am now is about eight years ago, I ended up basically bringing my concierge advice yeah. online. So I was, it was kind of like the melding of my two worlds because yeah. I'd mentioned before, I was like, well, I moved out to LA for film and TV and definitely have a background in it. And so at the time I was encouraged to do a vlog. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do a vlog about what to eat, see, and do in LA. I don't know who would want to watch that. Yeah. Naive. Uh, and so I started doing these videos super casual. They still exist online. I apologize in advance for my crazy scarf that I wear in it. I look like a like a flight attendant, but I'm not. Um, and horrible bangs, but that's another story. Um, but so I ended up doing this and really realized pretty quickly, I'm like, oh, oh, I might be onto something. There's like something here. And so it kind of quickly propelled into just a whole lot more. And that brand is called Ask a Concierge. So you'll see um, on all of my social media profiles, the brand's name is Ask a Concierge, which is just a, it came from me being a hotel concierge. And then over time it evolved from being obviously more Los Angeles specific because obviously that's where I'm based. But then as my travels grew and as I started getting bigger sponsorships um, and brand deals with other travel companies, I ended up starting to travel the country and the world and film a whole bunch of different things. So it's, it's really evolved. And then I had been kind of tiptoeing in this direction to be a little bit more like overarching travel. But um, during the pandemic, lo and behold, right. Travel came to a screeching halt. Well, also, so much of my business is traveling. So you can imagine a lot of my business came to a halt. But I'm like, well, wait, if I come back down to it, my business is all about creating videos. So how can I still do that and talk about travel when we're not traveling? So I ended up doing these travel industry updates. And that's really kind of taken everything again to just another level. And so I do a lot of TV segments where I talk about you know, what's happening in the world of travel, what's recovery looking like and all of that. So it's been a really 
awesome journey so far. That's a very long-winded version no, of it, that's, but it that's a great, just that's goes a great, to show I, that's you. That's a great story. I mean, what did I, what did I, and I, I want to touch on this subject because I, 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 my mentor always says some things aren't taught, they're caught. Yeah. And, and if sure. there's something, there's something I just caught in what you just said. And, and that was, that was when you started doing these videos, well, there was mm -hmm. several, there were several things that I, that I noticed. There are a couple the, things. There are a couple yeah, nuggets. There's a, there's a lot of nuggets, but you started <laughs> doing these videos. You're inexperienced. Uh -huh. You don't know what you're doing. You say, you you tell yourself, no one's going to watch my videos. Yeah. Like, and I, I found similarity in that because when I started my podcast, I was like, dude, who wants to hear me talk? Like, who, yeah. Who is going to hear me talk? And, and one of the things that, that, and I actually want to ask you before I even say anything, like, mm -hmm. like what was that process of creating content when in your mind you're like, dude, no one's going to watch this. Well, okay. I should say I wasn't like, no one's going to watch yeah. this, but I was definitely like, let's like see how it goes. So right. my, my whole thing is, and I mean, I know we'll probably dive into this a little bit later, but it's like, especially when it comes to social media, it's like, I'm not, there's no like, Oh, fear of failure, like whatever. It's yeah. such an instantaneous platform. Like by yeah. tomorrow, people will forget about it. Unless you said something horrible and you did something horrible that will come back to haunt you, which you probably shouldn't be doing anyway. Yeah. Unless it's that like, like people move on. Okay. Right. So they, you don't get a lot of views, yeah. whatever. But also at the beginning, it's like, you have to find your voice in it. Yeah. And I, so I would say that even though I'm like, Oh, I don't know where, I more so was like, I don't know where this is going to go, but I know that there's something to this. Yeah. So I think it was more of that. And that's what, that was the persistence in pushing through, even if it's like, cool, I got 35 views. Hey, you know yeah. what I mean? And then it grows over time, you know? Yeah. But I, I, it was something like, there was just my gut was like, just do it and see how it works and just like, and, and grow with it. Um, and, and I also, the other thing as well is I let the brand lead me mm. and very, because very much at the beginning, um, you know, it's like, who's Sarah Dandeshi? Nobody yeah. cares about who, who, like, unless they work with me or they, like, they don't know. Yeah. So it's like, well, I be, I was very comfortable letting the brand lead me into the room. And I happened to just choose a name, a title that people understood yeah. by being asked a concierge immediately travel brands were like, oh. This is a hotel concierge. Yeah. She knows advice. She knows about travel. She knows about what to do in places. So I, and then it was like, so ask a concierge got me in the room and then they were like, Oh, what's your name? Sarah. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then I would have to deliver the rest. So that was kind of like the way that I could kind of get into it without being like, Oh, do people want to hear from me? Yeah. It wasn't that it was like, people want to hear from ask a concierge. Mm. So like I had basically created this, the brand was like a persona in essence. Yeah in essence, you For know, sure. and I could, a very simple example, yeah. um, like sharing, like what I would have for lunch. I, Sarah have no desire to share with you what I had for lunch. You don't care about whatever I ate, yeah. but as ask a concierge where <laughs> I give restaurant recommendations yeah. and I talk about cool dishes, all of a sudden I can talk about what lunch is mm. and you know, it's like this cool dish and this and this, and you want to make sure to order that. So all of a sudden I'm providing value because I'm yes. providing a recommendation as opposed to like almost selfishly sharing like, oh, this is what I'm eating, you know, sure. which, which would, that's why people feel awkward. Cause they're like, why yeah. do strangers care about me? Do you have to provide the value? For sure. For sure. That's by the way, that, this is, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to for sure re-listen to this. One of, one <laughs> Good. Of, so one of my questions is 
I hear this a lot. I mean, like I've, I've heard this a lot when people start their own business and they're like, I want to separate my business from my life. But you've done something that's really, really awesome where it's just like, yes, people don't want no, not necessarily want to hear from Sarah, but they want to hear from Ask Concierge, which brings mm -hmm. the value, which in essence is you're together, right? Like you are yeah. your business when it comes to branding, right? Yeah. Was that was that something that you asked yourself? Do I want to separate the two, or is will you say you know what they're all one in the same? Look, to me, it was always like they're all one in the same. Yeah. But I ultimately can choose what to share. Yeah. You know, there's definitely like parts of my life that like I don't share everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it's like because you can definitely go on social media and you'll be like. Oh, cool. We know now everything about you. Thank <laughs> you for sharing your doctor's yeah. appointment or whatever it is, you for know? Sure. So that's the whole thing is to remember that um, what people are attracted to on social media is they're attracted to connecting with you, even if there is a brand. Yes, they knew that I they were basically attracted to, in this particular case, it was Sarah as the concierge right. giving advice, which is totally a real person. But it's like kind of like, it, I almost say it's, like, it's kind of like at work. Like, yeah. you know, there's certain, you bring yourself to work, you have coworkers, you interact with them, but you know, there's probably some things that maybe like you don't want to share with them yeah. for, for whatever reason. And so that's how you, I sort of view social media is that I'm going to bring my authentic self. There's just some stuff that's like private and yeah. there's some stuff that's not. And, and then, but then you also let people see more of the real you. Some days yeah. it's like, okay, just got out of the gym, sweaty hair, <laughs> YOLO, whatever. Yeah. And then other, you know, so you, the cool thing is that you get to, pick and choose your own adventure. Yes. But, um, and, and everybody has different comfort levels when it comes to sharing on social media. So uh, there really isn't one size fits all, but so long as you show up in a genuine way and you provide value, people are gonna tap into that. Yeah, that's powerful. And I, I mean, I, I wanna jump into social media because I feel like it's become that more of a platform during quarantine. Like oh. it, was, it was either you jump on it or you get left behind as a business, yeah. right? Like how, how, and I know you talked about the transition with you, you made, you know, you created value by creating more videos during this time. Mm -hmm. How have you found social media to help you out in your business? And how was that transition for you? It is my business. It is my business. Like yeah. I, I can't tell you, like there is no way that you and I would be sitting here today. If I had not started playing on social media eight years ago, mm. there's no way I, I have completely um, I've met um, incredible people. Yeah. I've, I've gotten into rooms and I say rooms as in like, I have had one-on-one -on -one conversations with CEOs of companies that like, how on earth would I necessarily normally get in, right. get into that room? And I'm now not even in the room, but I'm having a one-on-one -on -one conversation yeah. with somebody. Yeah. So all because of social media. Now it's, you know, again, it's about being smart. It's about leveraging. You have to be consistent and you're putting out quality stuff. But, you know, I too, I had started a podcast at the beginning of 2020 nice. thinking like, well, we'll see where this goes yeah. and by the end of the year. It's like, wow, former VP of Disney, you've got nice. like CEO of Virgin Hotels, like all of these people. And it's, I mean, why? Because of the consistency in putting in the work and then also kind of knowing the direction that you're, you're, you're kind of going and, and building. So 100% like social media is so much a part of my business. Yeah. And I would say even like a part of my, but has become part of my personal life in yeah. the sense that I've even met so many incredible people that have become like some of my closest friends yeah. um, through social media. So that's why it's like, 
it's all in how you you look at it and you use it. And it, I mean, it can really be a powerful tool. For sure. For 100. I mean, like you said, you and I don't meet if it wasn't for social media. Yeah. And I like that you said eight years ago, like like eight years. Like it's funny when people see like a social media page and they get so focused on how big the page is. And it's just like, wait, but you started your brand eight <laughs> years ago. So and I probably didn't take like the fastest route, like, <laughs> but I could arguably be like further ahead, whatever that is, right. or like this or that. But it's like, there was certain stuff that like I wanted to do in a very authentic way. Yeah. And so, yeah, but yes, you are correct. It's like, so people, so often it's easy. It's, we talk about social media being the highlight reel. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my gosh, how do they live this life and this and that? And it's like, well, wait, hold on. Like roll back. How long have they been doing this? Yes. What, you know, what, how, how many weekends did they work? Yes. How many like crazy hours, early mornings, yeah. late nights, holidays that they might've yeah. missed? I don't know. You name it that, you know, it takes so much that again, it's, it's that it may seem fun and light and cool. And Hey, a part of me is like, cool. It's supposed to be that way. I make travel videos. My travel videos are supposed to be fun. Yeah. You're not supposed to see the fact that I just worked 14 hours. <laughs> no, yeah. but like it's the fun of it. And For so sure. it's like, but if you love what you do and you love kind of being able to like engage and share that message, it's worthwhile, but you are correct. Yeah, Eight years. It's, it's a lot of it's, work. And it's beautiful <laughs> because it's, uh, I like that because it's, it's what building a brand is, right? Yes. And you have such an amazing brand and it's, put you in rooms that you would have never dreamed of. And my next question is like, from when day one, when you started uh -huh. branding, you started in your videos, how has your vision changed from the, from day one, that the, the view, the vision you had at that point to where your vision is now, how has that changed? Oh my gosh. How, more, I think the question should be how many times has, time has it changed? Like, yes. seriously, like it really has, it's changed so many times. Yeah. Um, and, and, but, because that's the whole thing is, is I know so many times when people are trying to like start something or whatever, they're like, oh, but what if this isn't right or this or what? And it's like, dude, just get started. You figure it out as you go, because it's like, you know, I had at, at the beginning, like, you know, like, okay, cool. I'll make travel videos. And like, maybe I'll put it together and like pitch a TV show and yeah. like, cool. I had like a development deal for a TV show. And then I was like, kind of eased off on the gas a little yeah. bit in yeah. regards to social and then got in that whole thing and then nothing happened and then i i was i had a moment yeah. a moment moment of being bummed because i was like well that's annoying that i kind of like waited and like it didn't go anywhere and then i was like screw that like yeah. i'm gonna just do i'm gonna do my thing and they can come to me when they're ready to play mm -hmm. and so i was like what can i control yeah and it always that's comes so down to because it's so easy i mean especially if you're starting your own business whether it's you know, a bigger business, a smaller business, your own brand, you know, there's always ups and downs yeah. and you're going to be told no at times. Yeah. But the way I see it is like, okay, no to that. But I think maybe it's my concierge side of me is that, you know, you never take no for an answer. Right. Well, in the sense that you're like, okay, that's a no, then you get creative and finding another way or another sure. route. I love and that. And so yeah. that's my, one of my favorite lines that I, I share a lot is that it's not rejection. Yeah. It's redirection. And I so firmly yeah. believe that, so firmly believe that because it's true. And then it, then you're not scared of failure because yeah. you're just kind of like, 
you know, it's, it's almost like if you like take like one of those like wind up like toys or something, then it just like goes and then it hits a wall and then it comes back and then it keeps going. When it keeps going and then yeah. it keeps, and the next thing you know, it's not hitting the wall anymore and it's going the other direction. That's, so it's like, that's, that's so good. Yeah, that's so good. That's it's, such a silly example, yeah. but it's true. You know, it's, to just kind of like keep going. I love that because it, you, you brought me back to, so I used to work as a, I used to work in the, in the restaurant business when I was in DC. Uh-huh. And I'm working for Haleo, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yes. And and, and you know it's 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 a higher echelon restaurant, and the type the, the type of people that come and eat there, like you got to be on your game. Mm-hmm. And I remember how many times people would say no to a refill on water. Yeah. And it was a no. It didn't mean no. I don't ever want to see you again. It just mean no. I'm good right now. And so yeah. why do I bring that example up? Because I think business is the exact same way. I think a business, it's not a no, I don't ever want to see you again. It's yeah. a no, not right now. Yeah, totally. And there's a, there's a, there's a stat and it says 80% of sales aren't done until the fifth to the 13th follow-up from number five to number 13 on the follow-up. There you go. <laughs> like, and, and it's, it's, it's beautiful. Cause what you just said, it's like, it's almost that if you don't follow up, you're almost like disrespecting your client. Yeah. Definitely. Like, 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 it's almost like, oh, wait, I'm sorry. Like, is my business not important? Like, sometimes it's just the timing thing. So I totally agree with you. It's not a, it's a redirection. It's a, it's yeah. a, that's so beautifully, that's well put. I love that. No, no, of course. I mean, and again, it just like, cause that's the whole thing. When it, when it comes to anything that you're doing, you can't let like a no stop you, yeah. you yeah. know? And it's like, you can't put that much weight on it. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, it's like, oh, okay. That's not. And I'm also kind of like a firm believer. It's like, that's not maybe the way to go. And, mm-hmm. and, or, I mean, even I'll, a more recent example, I had, you know, sort of like an opportunity that came up last fall, super exciting yeah. um, to work with this amazing big company and, you know, was putting some pieces in place, but I'll be honest, like on the back end for me, like stuff felt like wonky. Like I almost, I almost felt like I wasn't ready yet. Yeah. And then they had to keep postponing, keep postponing, keep postponing. and with that time, I kind of figure out a couple of things on the back end, and it's like maybe it's actually good that that deal didn't go through then. It'll probably come through in the future. In yeah. fact, I know it will most likely come through in the future. But, but what I'm going to learn between then and by the time it happens, yeah. I'm going to learn so much more that I'm going to be so much more valuable at the time. Yeah. So it's it's again, it's like all these reminders that like whether it's a no or whether it's a setback. It doesn't mean to stop all the way. It's just, it's like, okay, there's just more to learn. I mean, I even think about like, you know, even for example, some of the different TV appearances that I've been on. And it's like, some of the stuff that I had to do was like, that was hard. Like I had to do, it was like one take, three minutes, do this, whatever. And it's like, if you aren't trained to necessarily speak in front of an audience, be okay, like with like five cameras in your face, acting natural, knowing that you have an internal body clock that's going to like okay this feels like we're about to hit the three minute mark you know what i mean and and that sounds silly but that is like from years of like practicing and knowing this stuff so i mean that's kind of like a really weird example but it just goes to show you that like just with time we're always learning something and so you're just going to bring that much more value the next time the opportunity comes along absolutely no and and man you talk about Sometimes people are like, not everything that sparkles is gold. This is gold, guys. This is absolute gold. And this yeah, is gold. I, I think that's that's powerful. Now, 
I I know you're in the travel, you know, in the in the travel industry, and and I'm, yeah. you know, I'm a nerd to know about this. Like, okay, what are your top destinations? What are like the places that you've been to that you're like, man, you know what? This is like a list for me. Okay, so well, first of all, we have to acknowledge the current climate. Correct. We still we still are in a pandemic. Okay, Correct. um, and so things are just. And, and they're tricky right now because um like we're obviously we're in the u.s there are a lot of places that we can't go to right now so do you want my list as far as if that, it were a pandemic free i i by the way that's a that's let's let's what's your pandemic list okay okay <laughs> it's short it's yeah, short. No, it's no, but um, so I mean, pandemic list. Look, if you want to just keep it like super close, Mexico is awesome. I feel like almost so probably all of our friends happen to be in Mexico, whether it's Cabo or Tulum. Yeah. But there are a lot of wonderful places in Mexico and they've done a really great job um, as far as like just, you know, doing their best to make sure that they have a lot of safe options for people. Yeah. Also, a lot of different places in the Caribbean are also great as well, too. That's if you're having that itch to like get yeah. out of the country. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily go too far. So those are going to be kind of the closest places. If you're game for a longer trip, uh, Dubai is great. It is super busy right now yeah. because they kind of got things under control and then yeah. they've opened it up. But now everybody is like, let's go to Dubai. <laughs> so it's it's very busy there right yeah. now. Um, uh, Turkey is also great as well, too. Always an exciting place. And then if you want to go to like the islands, like the Maldives are super popular and then uh, French Polynesia as well, too. So that's obviously more like bigger trips, but those are often kind of like um, bucket list destinations. Yeah. So if you're down and you have the time and, and the capability to do a bucket list destination, yeah. I would say someplace like French Polynesia or the Maldives are perfect right now because there won't be a... <laughs> There won't be many people there, so it's kind of nice. <laughs> that's that's good. That's really good. I mean, I I I've heard a lot about Istanbul is a beautiful city, right? Right <laughs> over the water, like it's just really really pretty. Um, Maldives, it's in my bucket list. I haven't, yeah. I haven't I haven't gotten it. I'm actually doing Hawaii pretty soon, so it's in my nice. bucket list. Maldives. Um, I've never been to Dubai. I've heard great things about Dubai. Like I love Dubai. I've heard I, I love so, Dubai. I like the restaurants there. Yes. Just the city itself. It's you know they've it's it's beautiful. It's new. It's a new city, right? It's a yeah, city. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's just amazing. And and yeah, that's definitely now. If I'm if I'm someone looking to travel, and I just happen to listen in on this show, and I'm like, man, I yeah. was thinking about a trip. What's the best way to go about it? Oh gosh. I mean, it, it oh God, I don't even know where to begin with that. Cause so many things, it just all depends on like what your driving factors are. Yeah. Like is your driving factor price? Are you super price conscious and you want to stay like within like a certain price range? Yeah. Then obviously that is going to influence like what you do. Do you want to go like on a longer trip? Do you want to fly? Do you want someplace? So I think it really comes down to the first two key factors before you even choose is like, what destination is kind of like screaming to you and like, what's yeah. your budget, you know? Cause that will sort of, that will navigate how you end up choosing and going about yeah. that, you know? Um, sure. So, so yeah, that's such a, like, it, it's so broad. Um, and then, you know, it's like, if you really want like more guidance, yeah. you know, the, first of all, there's so many resources online. Uh, a lot of people are get inspired about destinations yeah. from social media. Sure. So, so I, I'm, We'll, we'll end it with this question. And I think it's a, it's a question that I always think about. It's a question mm -hmm. that I think 
it changed my life when it became this important in my life to find out what this question meant to me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've had a 18 year year journey. You've you've done branding to the highest of levels. You've you've been inside rooms that you know some people dream of, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's your reality. Um, I think legacy is about well, what comes after, right? What, yeah. What's the what's the imprint that you have, or that you wish to have in this world? And I happen to think of you as a badass and as a legend already. But what does that mean to you? Ah. <sighs> I actually I love that you bring this up because you know I I think people all too often maybe like glaze over it or they might even say like well what do you mean by legacy or or maybe they maybe even some people are like oh I'm not important enough to have a legacy and I will say this is that every single one of us is important enough to have a legacy and it's it's what we leave whether it is oh goodness, I so wish I had this poem right here in front of me. Um, it's not a poem, it's, a, it's like a little phrase from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Yeah. Um, and it, it talks about, gosh, um, it basically talks about like whether like you plant a seed and it turns into a tree, whether you raise you know children, whether you like build a little garden, whether you do something on a larger scale, you know, whatever you decide to do, yeah. that is the impact that you wanna make on the world. And so for me, you know, legacy, I mean, that legacy, it's like, it's, we all, we're all, when you really think about time and the scheme of things, like there's a heck of a lot of time or there, there's a lot of time, but like for us, yeah. it's a drop in the bucket. Yes. So like, if, if you can be known for something, what would that be? And so, um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's all about like, make the most of it and, yeah. and just really like maximize it. and. Yeah. I say leave something powerful and don't underestimate the small things yes. that you can leave. You can have a small impact. And maybe that is just raising a child, but yes. that's a future generation. That's so I don't know. That's a, that's kind of a loaded answer, but no, that's, that's beautiful. I think I want to say, first of all, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm I'm blessed. And I think our audience will be blessed for this time that you have given us. And there was a lot of, wow, you talk about bringing value. And I think, <laughs> the fact that you built your business on bringing value and you were able to bring that to us as well. I want to say thank you. Thank you as well. So it's, it's Guys, follow journey. Ask a Concierge. Amazing page. I'm telling you, she's inspiring, not in just in her travels, but in her knowledge. And thank you again, Sarah, for being on today. Amazing. Thank you as well. And yeah, we'll keep the conversation going online. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We will. <laughs>